Gage. What up? We are live. Where's Tommy? Tommy, Tommy, where are you? Tommy, where are you? Tommy, Tommy, where are you? Uh, Come on, everybody. Oh, Let's go. 200 yeah. episodes of the Aftermath Pro Wrestling Podcast. That's a two-year episode. 200 years, two episodes, <laughs> two-year anniversary, man. It doesn't matter. I'm excited. I dressed up for the occasion. Yeah! It's a party. We got Cody Rhodes theme Woo! in the back. Welcome, everyone, to the two-year anniversary of the Aftermath Pro Wrestling Podcast. Let's get it, man. I think we got to start off with a little bit of music. Two freaking years, Tommy. Let's Woo! go. Woo! Three years, man. Man, I'm hype. I'm so hype. I messed up the first thing that I said. Wayne's gone. Gage is here. Man, <laughs> we don't even know what's going on, dude. We're we're losing everybody. It's like that, man. Oh, man. This I... is this is crazy, dude. We've been doing this for two years now. You know, me and Wayne. We joined together, um, gosh, about a year and a half ago, and, and I know you joined us a few months ago, man, and, and it's just been a wild ride, dude. We've had some of my buddies from college on the show. We've had, you know, Randy, who will be joining us here. We've had Frank Manzo, one of the best pro wrestling podcasters in the business today. He's hopped on, done some shows with us. Can't forget about our man, Joe. Wayne is back, dude. The pro wrestling podcast, the Aftermath podcast. Wayne. I don't know talking. I, I I'm getting myself way too hyped, so I think you got to do something, and uh, I think you got to hit a little music, man. Are you ready? from the champion. Oh, 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 are live this is our two-year anniversary show the beginning of season three the beginning of our third year i am joined by gage i am joined by tommy how are you guys all doing the much anticipated episode our two-year anniversary is yeah you almost messed it up too man you almost i know you almost said 200 episodes 11 a.m here on eastern time we figured we'd bring a matinee show to you guys today I am so excited. We have a couple things to talk about. But first, we are going to bring a guest on who has been part of our story for the last two years now. Yes. I, we are joined by none other than owner of Back Sports Page and the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast, Randy Zelia, hopping on for a little bit. I gotta- How are you doing, Randy? I, you know, it's one of those things that you, uh, you, you can't, you don't want to watch, but you can't turn away from watching. I can watch that all day where he all of a sudden shows up with sunglasses and starts dancing. I've never seen it before. You're welcome. Hey, man. I, I, I'm, you can't unsee that. You're, I got to put on a show when I get, I like, I like the spotlight. As narcissistic as that sounds, man, you got to, you got to <laughs> let people know when, when you're in the show, man. I was waiting for you to start doing the Shawn Michaels thing. Remember when he used to come out and do the boy toy dance? I was waiting for Tommy to start taking the tie and doing this thing, you know? Hey, featuring the mini in the background, you know, we'll do it right here. 
<laughs> I'm doing the splits. <laughs> I will say, guys, it's an honor and congratulations on the success of the show. Uh, you guys have worked so hard at it, and uh, it's awesome that you guys are, A, getting the recognition, and B, um, you know, that you guys, are, there's a lot of people who, who try and start podcasts and can't follow through with it, and you guys are 200, uh, 200 episodes or two, or two years in. I made the same mistake as everybody else did, too. Look at that. <laughs> uh, Every, everyone's so welcome for that. Now, I now I don't know what I'm going to say. It's kind of like with Madden, when they released Madden NFL 25. Like, what are they going to do when it actually gets to 25? What are we going to do when we actually get to 200 episodes? Because I've already ruined it. Well, like, the thing is, though, you remember, like, with Vince, you know, it'd be like, he would yeah. have celebrations. It's a 20-year anniversary. It's a 1,000-episode anniversary. Yes. So you got By the way, this is a monster for anybody asking. I know I have drank on the podcast before, but I am drinking a monster. Well, it, you know, it's... You found your footing. You, you realize exactly. <laughs> Something's got to get me through the day. Hey, hey, you know what was really, really funny too? And, and Tommy, I thought of you um, because I know how much you uh, you're you're an AEW fan as much as a WWE fan. Um, you know, we just got done recording and talking about Cody, and I'm sorry for I, I got to ask all, all three of you guys because uh, I haven't talked to any of you guys about this. You know, the, I think the, the the story of the year. So far, it was Cody coming back to WWE, Correct. and my biggest fear was him getting lost, not too far after his return. And I feel like that's already happened. I, I'd love to get your takes on it because I'm, I'm obsessed with the story. We mean lost. Like you think he was going to go right to where, like his whole story is for like world title? No, I think what I mean by that is I think that, you know, he, he came in and made a big impact with Seth Rollins. And my big thing is it's not really the impact he makes at WrestleMania. It's how much of an impact he's going to have after WrestleMania with what he's doing. Um, it all comes down to this presentation, you know, presentation, presentation, presentation. Terry Taylor is a great wrestler, but WWE put him as the Red Rooster. As the Red Rooster. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been talking 80s wrestling all morning this morning. <laughs> So I just that, that's that, but like I'm worried about Cody. How long will fans be happy to see just AW Cody Rhodes back in WWE until that part of it is over, and then the real work begins of keeping him as a top star and a draw that people want to pay money to see. Ah, man, you know this is this might be me future booking, and and obviously you know on the aftermath pro wrestling podcast we're pretty good at that, but uh. I'm thinking we see Drew and uh, and Roman at, at this uh, clash at the castle in Cardiff. I think Drew takes that title, and then we see a heel Cody. So you're you're still having enough run moments where he can still be faced for a few months, get with the crowd, get that nice heel turn, and then I think he's the guy who takes the title off of uh, off Drew. And I and I think that that's a, a like a, a good answer to your question. Like, how do you keep him relevant? How do you keep him not getting lost in the shuffle? Because again, I still think we all can agree that we're moving towards rock Roman. Um, so yeah, I, I think if, if you do it like that, that's a good way to, to kind of keep him involved. But again, I mean, you're already throwing him in an eight man tag match in the main event of raw. And we already know how hard it is to, to pull those off with everybody not getting lost in the shuffle. So I, I'm hoping for the best. Tommy, Tommy, did they officially announce drew versus uh, Roman Reigns at uh, the UK show? No, but I, I'm very, <laughs> strongly believe that that match is happen? happening. Yes, I, uh, I I think we get I'm a uh, live. I don't know if I want to see that. What? Come on, man. Know. You know, but the pop. You know what's gonna happen. You know Roman's gonna win. No, no way. 
hey man that is a british bulldog 92 SummerSlam pop uh, right there i'm telling you right now if he wins the first uk pay-per-view in what 30 years there's no way drew is in a wwe championship match and not winning if, if, if you gave me the pencil and had me book it and had me write it out i think what i would do is i think cody can pull off being the obsessed stone cold steve austin with bret hart type of run where Brett, where where Cody gets obsessed with the only thing he thinks about is being world champion and it becomes yeah. like, it becomes like psychotic about it like Austin used to do with Brett. And I think Cody can pull that off. And I think that's the right way eventually how you book it. Where maybe he loses to Roman, but he comes close to winning the belt from him. And then Cody becomes obsessed with having to become the world champion to the point where he becomes a major heel. Like he made that stupid promise yep. in AEW that he was never gonna you know, go for a champion, become world champion. And it handcuffed him. And eventually that was the cause of him leaving AEW is because he never will have that opportunity to be world champion. And he also was tired of being an EVP that, that, you know, he just wants to. Hey, I'm glad you mentioned, uh, Oh, sorry, Gabe, you go. I just said, give him the money in the contract. Have him have leeway with it. Have him cash him relevant. That would be a good idea. By like survivor series or like towards the end of the year. You know, and just, you know, have, but I feel like with Tommy, what Tommy's saying, if they're going to wrestle uh, Drew versus Roman at that UK show, have it be for one title and not for both. I like that. That's, that's smart. That's smart. And I, I also think if Wayne said before, I, I think that it was Wayne who just said it, that they're moving towards Rock versus Roman. Does that need the belt? Not no. at all. Not at all. Because so, no, he got the whole head of the head of the gimmick. No, I, I I tweeted it out last night, guys. I'm calling it head right of now. The table. Rock Roman in a can you smell what I'm cooking match? The main event of Raw or, or of WrestleMania. I, I actually would think that you would put a contract. Winner goes into uh, Hobbs Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, yeah, Hobbs and Shaw too. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, winner Winner has to re restart the Tooth Fairy. Series. Or no, Winner Winner has to act with Vin Diesel. That's <laughs> ah, even worse. So, so, Randy, I want I want to move this along really quick to you. Uh, there's two big things that happened in wrestling, and I want to get your thoughts uh, before we move on. Um, the AEW. Ah, oh, Henry, there he is. Now, maybe we can get Henry's thoughts too on this. But um, for Indoor, we have uh, AEW now collaborating with New Japan. Henry. On this pay-per-view, June 26th, live from Chicago. Tommy, you going to that? I am going to do anything as and everything up the road I can. I, I'm doing anything and everything to, to get there, man. So, Randy, I, tickets go on going, sale next week. Yeah, oh, man. I, I'm, I'm even tempted to take a one-day flight. I don't know. But, Randy, really what are good. your thoughts on this? I think it's good. Um, you know, I think anything you do in the wrestling industry that's different is a good thing. Um for the longest of times, you know, WWE would give us, you know what, and tell us to like the taste of it. Um, there's a lot of things that AEW and Impact and New Japan have done over the last couple of years where they've tried things out and some things have been successful and some things that haven't. And I think, you know, we as a, a wrestling audience are not used to seeing these super shows, these super shows in, in the United States. We're not used to seeing these joint promotional shows. Like, if you would have asked me five years ago if Impact and another company would have worked together, 
I probably would have called you a liar. So, you know, I think this is a, this is a good thing for wrestling. It may not I, – I don't think the casual wrestling fan would fully understand the New Japan wrestling style. You, I think you have to be a, a, a really good wrestling fan to understand what New Japan does. Like, if you watch the New Japan Pro Wrestling, there's not a lot of crowd noise sometimes when you're watching because it's a, it's no. a respect factor to the athletes. So it's going to be a very, very interesting show for Tommy. I hope for your sake that you make it there so ah. you can tell us what the feel of the building would be. Especially uh, with everybody knowing how big of a uh, of a wrestling nerd I am. Now, I, I am an ultimate fan of, of New Japan with, you know, I grew up on, on the Japanese style of, of watching wrestling and all that stuff. So, man, I, I would, I just, just to be like a fly on the wall, doesn't matter where I'm sitting, just in that building would be incredible. And, 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 and a way to answer the second part of your question there, too, is, you know, or answer it in the second part. I, I think the AEW needs to do something right now. To, they have a core audience. They're right about that million, million people. Live show. Yeah, it's actually just Tommy turning on his TV a million times. Every, every yeah, all the time. <laughs> um, all the viewers. Um, <laughs> AEW needs to figure out a way, and, I, and I've heard Eric Bischoff talk about this on his show, but AEW needs to find a way now to capitalize and build on their audience. Um, and they're going the route of the hardcore wrestling fan, which is fine. But right now, the reason why WWE has a much bigger audience, obviously, because they've been doing it longer and better than everybody else, but they've also expanded out to help draw the casual eye to try to get them to be a more consistent watcher. And I think AEW is trying to get the, new, the, the Japanese wrestling fan fan base to, to come to AEW. I, I just wonder that if this is the right step and maybe this show might be happening too soon. But I know that this was the sort of like the plan all along before the pandemic. So I, it's, 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 a, it's a push and pull type of situation. I'd love to get your guys' view on, on that as well uh, on, this, on this super show. You know, um, I, I'm thinking, this is one thought that I had. I'm thinking about Who's New Japan's biggest star right now? I, I mean, uh, arguably people are going to say Jay White. I think, it, it, I feel in my opinion, uh, one of New Japan's uh, top stars, if not a 1B, uh, would be Okada. I would, like, I'm interested to see who Okada is going to be matched up with uh, in AEW as far as the main event goes. Like, you know who it's going to be. So, if he's healthy, you know who it's going to be. So oh. this, this, is, this, oh. is what, this is what excites me as a fan. This is what excites me. Who Jay White's gonna go against those those fantasy matches those, those the big guys in New Japan? I'm so interested to see who they're gonna pair him up with in AEW on that pay per view. Like so, this is for me is adding a lot of intrigue. What about Will Ospreay? Ah, oh, <laughs> oh, the little wrestling nerd in me is just is just so excited that this is even happening. I I can't put it into words. Man, the only thing that would have made this better if it was at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Oh God! You know no, that because then I couldn't. No, because then I out. couldn't make it. I couldn't make it at that point. Well, we just, would we would try to figure out how to get you here. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate I would, that. Yeah, I would pay <laughs> light to get here for that. Oh, but like, also, I would also like to see, like, you, again, we talked about trying new things. Impact Wrestling tried things during the WrestleMania weekend, where they tried the multi-universe things, where they have, um, like, Diana was wrestling multiple different women from different organizations. So You're I right. The Rose have arrived. Yeah, I, I personally would love to see like Kenny Omega again in Impact Wrestling or show Kenny Omega or, you know, I, 
I really think that Jericho would be a guy who would help take Vince McMahon and get him and Tony Khan in a room and try to find a way to, to – because just think about what that would do for the industry. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> you're, you're getting – that's too exciting for me to even think about. Well, but just think about that. Like you're, you're No, I know. I mean, that would be – could you imagine just like like you said, just – a wrestling world where everybody in some way is working with each other. We're kind of seeing a little, you know, bend the knees and, and let me, you can have this guy for a week or we'll do a trade off here. Let's have, you know, cross promotion matches. It doesn't have to happen all the time, but I mean, just, I, I think you started off by saying it, just the fact that this is even like that. We're even talking about this as a possibility and that we're even talking about the forbidden door pay-per-view. Like this is just, I, I, I harp on it every time I tweet out. I, I harped on it in our live tweeting last night. Like, this is the ultimate time to be a wrestling fan because there's so much for anybody to enjoy. There's such good wrestling. There's such good storytelling. And it's all accessible. I mean, there's stuff that's only on streaming, only on YouTube, stuff that's on, you know, TNT. We got WWE on Fox. I mean, there's just there's just so much. A lot. There's, there's uh, 20 plus hours. Randy, we got one more question for you, but Gage, I want to hear your thoughts. How would you um, fantasy book? Just pick two or three top guys really quick for the bit and door. Oh, boy. Um, I'm, well, I know, like, there's a lot of stuff that AEW's trying to do with certain people and the, how they're building certain people. Like, when you said Jay White, you automatically thought Jay White versus Adam Cole, you know, I feel like would be that one match that would, you know, has a story behind it and they're able to work off that. Um, you got to put Brian Danielson against somebody and have a hard-hitting technical match. Who that's going to be against? I don't know. You said Okada. You know, maybe Okada versus Brian Danielson would really tear the house down. You know, there's... There's a lot of different options people can go and give me the murder grandpa Suzuki again. <laughs> like uh, Tanahashi, there's ah. there's you know Naito. There's different people. Oh, uh, I like Naito. Ishii versus Samoa Joe for the ROH title, please. You know you can. Guys, <laughs> and I feel like you know there's a lot of hard hitting matches and a lot of uh, fan reactions. For sure, for sure. Randy, uh, yeah, we got one more question for you. We know um, you know, you don't have a lot of time today. We want to keep moving along. You, you had your interview with Ted DiBiase. I can't wait to hear that. Um, but uh, we, we have a question for you. How do you feel about the comeuppance uh, of Hook, guys like Wardlow, uh, these guys that are, have momentum? Uh, I guess you could throw Jade Cargill in there. I personally, I like her look. She looks like a star. She got some things to work on. But uh, how do you feel about uh, some of these names, uh, you know, being uh, built up and gaining a little momentum lately? Well, before I answer that question, I want to throw one AEW, uh, you know, you know, Forbidden Door card match you can put on the card. You can also yeah. have Bullet Club versus Super Click. That to me will be awesome. Give me Bullet Club versus Super Super Click any day of the week. And then, Sign you know, me up. Sign me up. Ah, in a stadium stampede match. Yeah, <laughs> please. My favorite type of match. I will tell you, I am a nerd for that match. So give me, give me five on five of those. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, as far as the younger, like the the, the new talent that's in, uh, we, we were actually just talking about it with Jose 
on the cut, and we were discussing Dan House um, and Hook on how that that has to be a pairing because it's it's hysterically funny. Um, look, Wardlow, and the, I I think that they are going about Wardlow the wrong way right now. Um, I what I would do if it were me, I would make him still work for MJF. Put the I think Adam Page's title run has been very disappointing, also because they didn't line up, they didn't have a good idea of where his opponents were going to be. So what I I would have him drop the belt to Punk and let make Warlow help MJF win the title, and then that's when you can have Warlow start messing with MJF a little bit and Warlow get the title match. I think that's where you can go with that. But some of the younger talent that they have coming up, I think Hook is a is a is a cult hero so far. And he's been great on Rampage. And I, and I like the idea that he's really basically been on Rampage, not as much on Dynamite. And Jade, look, as much criticism as the AW Women's Division has been getting lately, I think Jade is a tailor-made WWE woman. Where she does a fit, yep. I, I don't think she really does anything that's spectacular in the ring. I think that the Women's Division in AEW still needs a lot of work. But... You know, Jade walks into the ring. She knows where that hard cam is, and she stands right in front of it. And she does. She part. looks like a star. Yeah, she she walks out there like a star. I think um, the major difference between her and Britt Baker is, I think Britt has an unbelievable passion for the business and is constantly working to get better. And I don't see that Jade. I haven't seen that much of a that much. I'm not saying there hasn't been any much of an improvement of her ring in ring work. Since she started, whereas Britt, you've seen from the beginning of AEW to now, Britt has improved on all levels. Jade has not gotten there yet. I, and I will, I will throw out the dis- disclaimer that uh, uh, Jade is a mother. We do know that, so obviously she's probably devoting a lot of her time towards that. But yeah, I, I do agree with you on the comment that uh, I honestly think she'd work a lot better in, in WWE. Something with the. Uh, you know, kind of like a Mercedes Martinez, kind of that, that you know, China-style woman. Like, she would be fantastic in the China role. I'm not saying that because she's tall. Like, I really do think that that Jade is an imposing figure and, and somebody who can, you know, give you a good match every once in a while. You can believably put the title on her like she has. And, and she can, you know, honestly probably get a lot better in the ring when she's working with those, you know, people like... uh you know, Oscar and, and Sonya Deville and, and Charlotte. I, I honestly think that if you decided to do the uh, the bodyguard thing with her and then yeah, her matches, the two people you can put her with, one would be Bianca Blair. Oh, perfect. And then, and, or put her with Sasha Banks. I like that. Yeah. You know, put either one of them. Uh, she's, she's a real tough girl. And, and, you know, um, obviously you can do that with many different people. I just think, if you, I think Bianca is need a real turn. Um, I think she's got a little stale, and uh, and I think that with Sasha, I, I I I'm scared to put any steam behind Sasha Banks because I'm afraid that she's going to. Um, every single time things get difficult for Sasha, she takes a walk. So, um, that's just the general feel. But guys, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I want you guys to celebrate. You guys have done a tremendous job. I'm just happy to be here. Um, I'm not. I'm not pulling a Marshawn Lynch, and I'm only here to be because I don't want to get fined. Um, Randy, listen. Uh, thank you so much for uh, being part of our story for two years, and uh, most of all, just uh, being a personal friend of mine for the last 
um, 20 years because, you know, your, your friendship just trumps everything else. I'm not worried about the podcast. Um, and so your friendship is the most important thing. I mean, we're totally grateful for your support um, and essentially um, getting this show up and running for us um, with your help of uh, being on once, twice a week for like the first couple months. And uh, that was a lot of time dedicated and uh, you definitely helped out uh, a lot there. And uh, essentially we would not be here uh, today 100%. for guys like you, Jay Diaz, Cooper, Pern Dog, the original guys. Um, Tommy's basically original because he's been here for pretty much 80% of the time. The OG, dog. That's me. So we, you know. we, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be doing this and, and without your support. We really appreciate it. And don't leave out Emerito. Emerito, my man. Emerito. Emerito uh, dedicated a lot of his time talking about AEW. Uh, New Japan and adding that layer to our show in the beginning for I don't, for a I don't remember of what episode it is. Racing home from Jersey to get back into New York City um to to do a show um with us at, at late hours of the night. So you yeah, know, we're, man. We're totally grateful. And I, I don't know what episode it is. I'll add this comment, but it's one of the earlier episodes, one of the first ones that I was on. Me, <laughs> Randy, Wayne, and M had about two hours full of just stupid, stupid wrestling jokes that I think probably one of the best night of laughing laughing I've ever had. So uh, let oh, we'll share it out when I find it. You know, we'll put it on the aftermath podcast on Twitter. But go check this episode out if you want if you want a fun laugh for two hours because I remember that night very very vividly. It, and I, it's and somewhere I, like in the thirties. Yeah, and, and the funny, the best thing about it is it continued for like another hour after. And one of the funny part was. <laughs> Funniest stuff never made the air because we never were, made the air. <laughs> like, talking and all of a sudden you just see Tommy break out laughing. Oh yeah, fusion on Wayne's face until he looked at the chat and Wayne was like, and we off the air and Wayne will look at us and goes, "You son of a." <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, we will. We'll definitely share that out once I once I can find it after. Yeah, but definitely, uh. and I want to I want to give an open invite because, um, like I'm sorry for for having the, <laughs> like my show. For, to plug my show while I'm on here, but I you're, you're fine, man. You can plug all you want. Uh, this private I, chat there on the cut, um, the cut right now because you know <clears throat> M is no longer working with us on our show. We were sort of refining our footing and making an interview show, but there's still no, nothing more fun than having guys who are passionate about the the the, uh, the, the sport or professional wrestling being able to come on and talk about that. So you guys always have an in, open invitation, and Tommy's done interviews with me. Uh, yes, our, our Santino Morello one. Ah, what a great epi- what a great episode! That was so much fun. Yeah, so uh, I can always I would always love to have um, someone with me to to do some of these interviews and then have some fun and talk wrestling. So you guys always have an inv- invitation to come on to the cut. Hey, I appreciate that, and definitely we'll be taking taking advantage of that. Luckily, uh, next month's going to be tough for me with the uh, the Indy Five Hundred coming to uh, coming to town, but. Definitely after after the month of May, man. Let's 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 plan something out. Oh, definitely. And and the, the the most important thing is we need to get Wayne on a uh, on a call with um, someone from uh, from Impact, or 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 maybe even Danhausen. So Danhausen can put a curse on Wayne. I... <laughs> let's see the Wayne burial segment on Danhausen and see him get cursed. I would I would pay absolutely anything for that. 
<laughs> All right, boys. Congratulations on a great run. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going, man. You hey, thank it. you, man. You got it. Talk to you guys soon. How awesome was that for Randy to join us? Ah, man, that was a throwback our right there. Anniversary show. No, 200. 200 episodes. 200 episodes. 200 episodes. Um, That would be like another three years from now. So let's not rush it. <laughs> God. I got to stay positive. I'll, I'll be, I'll, we will be well established by then, and I'll be ready to pass the torch in about 300 episodes from now. Sure. But. We're at 88, so that's a while from now. So, uh, anyhow, um, that was pretty cool. So, what we're going to do now is uh, run down through uh, AEW uh, really quick, Dynamite Rampage, and we'll run through WWE stuff, talk more about our two year um, two years that we've had in existence uh, for the podcast and some uh, big news uh, for you guys, which we will let you in on uh, in a short while. But for those of you guys that are watching, that are about to watch, make sure you guys are subscribed uh, and share this with your friends and um, your family, whoever loves wrestling, because we can't do it without you guys for sure. Even if you don't love wrestling, man, our passion's enough, man. I mean, come on. We're just we're having fun, dude. AEW Dynamite starting off with uh, Dax Hardwood versus Cash Wheeler for um, the qualifying match of the Owen Hart Invitational. Is that what they call it? Owen Hart. Foundation tournament. Foundation tournament. Yes. Thank you, yeah, Tommy. Of course. And the qualifying matches alone have been banging. Absolutely They've been banging. phenomenal. And this match was no less. Gage started with you. Uh, we had the opening match, Dax Hardwood uh, versus Cash Wheeler, uh, to open up Dynamite. And, man, I could not look away from my TV. To me, this was a throwback of uh, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. They did a lot of similarities in their moves uh, of their WrestleMania 10 match, Bret versus Owen, and I was uh, enjoying it. The fans were eating it up. What did you think of this match, Gage? Well, I'm going to start off by saying I personally didn't get to watch AEW, um, but I did see a little bit of, um, of the stuff that they did, and then it was very good. I was very uh, interested in seeing you know, how uh, they were going to tell the story between them being tag team partners. And it was uh, a very emotional roller coaster for them, you know, especially at the end. I don't remember who won, who won. Uh, so the winner of that match was Dax Harwood advancing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, I think the right guy won here. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, it's, it's always, you know, difficult to pick a favorite in that situation on who you think's going to win. But in the end, you know, there are two people who have spent their entire careers together wrestling ever since they were in developmental and NXT. And, you know, they're, they're just killing the game right now. They're doing really great work together and I'm excited to see, you know, what they, uh, what they got in store for the future. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, this kind of, this, I, I tweeted about it last night, but the amount of dream matches I think we've gotten recently has, has just been, and in every company has just been incredible. And and I mean, seeing these two kind of, you know, they've been tag team forever. You know, the revival, obviously, in, in WWE, they obviously had some work, you know, on the Indies before that. But I, I think it was uh, Excalibur who said this was uh, Cash Wheeler's fifth singles match in three years. And, and Harwood had a, a few more. So obviously, these two had, you know, have that tag team chemistry and, and not as much 
singles experience, but man, did they put on a fantastic, fantastic match to open the show. Wayne, you said it, called back to a lot of those moves from Bret Hart. Owen Hart, I, I really like the, uh, you know, kind of the little tease of, of some dissension, but not really, you know, the eye poke and then, you know, uh, Wheeler goes for prevailed. the, yeah, the Wheeler goes for the little, uh, the low kick, but this was the kind of match that you want in this tournament of, in, in Punk said it best. I, he ran down the list of competitors that have been in the thing and how important it was for everybody to be in this Owen Hart tournament. The fact that it is so important to them that two guys in the same tag team who are fans of that pro wrestling style, that Bret Hart style, Owen Hart style, are, are going to put, you know, everything on the line to, to advance it and represent that. I, it, a little nod like that, I think, is something that I really appreciate. This match was really good. Like you said, Wayne, I think the right guy won. I'm excited to see, uh, you know, what we, the future matches that we see in the field whenever uh, they announce it. But yeah, man, this was a this was a good, solid, solid start to uh, Dynamite. Absolutely great start. Uh, Dynamite knows how to throw out a good first match. By the way, uh, every single crowd week, wasn't I into like it as much as to... I thought they would be, though. The crowd. No, I didn't think they they were too into it. Oh, I think they were into it. I think they were more more intrigued and just kind of like zones in, to be honest. Um, but looking at the crowd, it looked like everybody was interested for sure. Um, so uh, we got the Blackpool Combat Club versus the Factory. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club wins. Um, this is the first time, actually, in my uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Gage. This is the first time we're actually talking about. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club since uh, our last podcast because everything was all WWE WrestleMania heavy. So this is uh, over the past two to three weeks now uh, that we got the Blackpool Combat Club uh, joining together. Um, and uh, this is a, a really good thing. Wheeler Yuta um, is picking up a lot of momentum here. Uh, he got the win uh, over Nick Camarado in that six-man tag match. And um, Gage, how do you feel about this? I, I feel I feel like it's grown on me. The whole dynamic wooden regal. Um, uh, essentially, I think this is all leading towards uh, trio's title in the future. What do you think, Gage? Dude, trio titles so big back in the day when uh, Lucha Underground did them for the first time, and Yo. they were a huge thing in professional wrestling. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, Wheeler Yuta is getting, I, I would say he's kind of getting a push, even if it's not for a title, but I know he did recently win a title, but, you know, he's getting a push so much where he's getting so much screen time, so much attention, so much respect in what he does, especially from people like Moxley, Danielson, Regal, like people that, you know, see this younger guy as somebody who can, you know, who will be there in the next couple of years when they're not there. And it's so cool how they're giving him an opportunity and taking him away from the best friends he was in, which best friends are kind of fading and kind of really, I think they really need some more, uh, kind of, I would say maybe a gimmick change or try to like split people up and make people excel in different areas. But you know, Wheeler Yuta was able to step away from that and actually do what he is and more of that technical fighting style that um, Blackpool Combat Club does. And I feel like he's in a really, really good position right now. Trios titles for them would be really, really good. I know AEW has a lot of trios, 
lot of factions, a lot of tag teams. Did you say eight- factions? Yeah, factions, kind of. I like factions. You do like factions. We know this. You're, uh, Tommy. <laughs> less stables. Stable wars! Tables. Yes, less stables, more tables. We're making that a shirt. Let me tell you, I will be I will be the first person to wear that shirt on this show. You're, I guarantee it. Less stables, more tables. <laughs> uh, Tommy, do you think Willow Uter's getting a big rub here? Because I feel like he's getting oh, a little yes. momentum. Man. Oh yeah, man. Wheel going. He, he, I love, I love what they're doing with him. Obviously, they're in Pittsburgh. They're in his hometown or Philly. I'm sorry, they're in Philly, uh, his hometown. He got, he got a really good hometown reaction there. Um, and I, I like this match, man. I, I, I obviously everybody knew the fact that he's not going to win. That just makes sense. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club is. Is gonna be a top spot on, on the card for a while, but one of the, another little thing that I caught was uh, William Regal. He Yuta uh, missed a drop kick a little bit, and, and Regal just said, "You know, we'll we'll go back on work on that. Like, you know, we, we got to get him more accustomed to my style, to our style." And like, I I appreciate the little nods that like this is a bare nose group that is is all about, you know, that wrestling style of we're going to beat you up and and make sure you know it kind of thing. And I love the submission style that they do at the end with all three, you know, putting them in their own little little move or whatever. But, uh, yeah, man, Yuta is over. Yuta is is uh, going to be a, a big star. And, again, I mean, he's got the ROH pure title. I, I think that we'll see him kind of get a little bit more of a rub as a single star uh, when he – Whenever we do see Ring of Honor get uh, a TV deal, but yeah, man, Yuta is is going to be a mainstay on this card, and I think it's great that they put him Gage, like you said, they put him with three kind of veterans in the in the business, in, in Danielson, Regal, and, and Moxley. So it's just, it's definitely the kind of rub that you would want. Wardlow with a huge win over Lance Archer this past Wednesday night, uh, with MJF and Sean Spears looking from above in their press box. And uh, I, I liked the the work that the cameras uh, yeah, did. Yeah, good uh, good hard cam right hitting, there. Yeah, hitting MJF and Spears and showing their reactions of uh, oh crap, this is not good. With um, Archer basically getting manhandled uh, through most of the match, most of the beginning, most of the end. Uh, Wardlow with I believe four straight power bombs. The fans were eating it up. Yes. And uh, let me tell you, um, Wardlow is has got a lot of momentum right now, in my opinion. Uh, you know, we just heard from Randy about it. He feels it can go, um, you know, a couple different ways, uh, you know, differently about this. Um, but we know where this is heading. Uh, this is going to be Wardlow versus uh, MJF at uh, Double or Nothing, which I'll be there. They haven't announced it, but that's what the obvious it looks Lucky. like it's going to be. Um, so Wardlow versus MJF, uh, you know, the fans are going to go nuts. MJF taking the four power bombs will happen. Uh, but, uh, anyhow, that's where we're going with that. Uh, how do you guys feel about Wardlow? Uh, your opinions of that? Start with you gauge to, uh, you know, how do you guys feel about his push? Yeah. I mean, he, like, said, like the match, I felt like the character work with, MJF and Sean Spears up at the top, how they're just acting so scared and so worried. The character work going getting crowd reactions he's getting are amazing. He's he's doing 
kind of nothing and getting crowd reactions. And I love how people do that just because they're so over as wrestling. They do one thing and the crowd is automatically behind them. Wardlow just easily just power up Lance Archer with those four power bombs. The crowd is going. Yeah, you ever notice how uh, you're breaking up just a little bit, but I, I kind of got the uh, just what you say. But you ever notice um, how AEW doesn't even pipe in any noises for, for yeah. anybody? Yeah, I have. I mean, listen, that. Tony Nese could use a little pipe uh, pipe cheers. As hey, before. man, hey, he could hey, use some pipe cheers. Hey, hey, hey listen, Tony Nese, uh, Tony Nese is from two minutes away from my house, literally. Uh, yeah. I love and Tony Nese. If I see him uh, around my town, which is very possible, um, I'm going to be like, I said hey, hi. we got to work some things. But, yeah, tell him no, I said I hi. I'll, I'll probably mark out, but anyway. Um, hey, but man, yeah, War- know, Wardlow's I, I, got some momentum going I, on I, here, guys. I got to say, I, I think Wardlow's actually a, a lot better than people are giving him credit for, man. I think he put He's out one of the... over without I, the music. I, I... He's, he's like, they yeah, but basically made him no frills. It's not even and that. The crowd's still cheering you know, for him. Like, it's not the, it's not just the, oh, he's got the powerbomb and, and the work. Man, I'm telling you, that, that Hurricane Rana he pulled off at the beginning of the match might have been one of the best ones I've seen in a bit. He pulled out a senton from the top rope. I mean, the dude, the dude can go in the ring. And, and I think that he's also pretty damn good on the mic. And, and I mean, like you said, he's getting over with no music, man. He's kind of getting the, uh, the sab the Sabu treatment where he's you know coming out with handcuffs and being escorted by security. I'm telling you, you said it, Wayne. When that, when he beats MJF, the crowd is going to just explode, and and I'm so ready for it because he deserves it, dude. Or MJF cheats to win. Uh, like, yeah, that, that's that another would thing. Be, that's uh, another thing I was thinking. If uh, the only way uh, MJF uh, gets out of this. Don't will um, it. Don't is, stop. Yeah, the only way, it, it, you know, cheating to win, and then maybe they drag this into the summertime a little bit. But I don't know. I think we just need to see a one-off and then move on. Well, like Randy said, like have Hangman wrestle Punk, which I think is confirmed for Double or Nothing, right? Yes. And yep. have Punk win, have Wardlow beat Punk, and have MJF beat Wardlow. I could see that. I could see that. I I don't know. I I almost feel like punk punk shouldn't win. As much of a punk fan as I am, I still kind of want to see that I, I, Omega I Hangman with, match. I I agreed with Randy when he says Hangman's title reign is a little bland, boring right now. He's kind of not a lot, in my opinion. And if what he's doing is very good, in my opinion, like. At any time you give that man a mic, I'm I'm falling asleep. You know, he his mic work is his in ring match. But mic work works. Gage, you are breaking up. We can't hear you. Yeah, am I? Yeah. You want me to come back out? Um. Tommy, uh, really what's quick. up? Yeah, what Gage, up? you can do that. Um, really quick about uh, Gage made mention of uh, Hangman. Yeah. Um, about his uh, title run uh, being like a little flat. Uh, what are your opinion on that? Because uh, I mean, I- I'm not exactly bored. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm 
Gage kind of had mentioned that uh, Hangman's run was a little like maybe on the boring side. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily I'm bored. Um, maybe his matches have been a little phenomenal. more intrigue. His matches have been great. He's had some banging matches. Yeah. Hey yeah. man, I'll, I will always take a a Texas Death Match. Uh, I I can agree with you that his um uh, the storylines that they've kind of been building around him haven't been the best. I I don't think he's he's awful on the mic, but you know you kind of you you do kind of lock yourself into one character when your whole thing is built around you know cowboy shit. Like that's what he says. Like and and every single promo you can bet a hundred dollars he's gonna say cowboy shit. Like that's that's fine. And, and you know, that he's, that means like, he's gonna, he's gonna give it his all and he's gonna put you in a fight and everything. And, and I think punk's the kind of guy to, uh, to answer that call because I, I, I liked what he, you know, kind of mentioned on his, in his promo this past week, but yeah, I, I can agree that it's not been the best world title reign, which I think is definitely, uh, it, it reminds me almost of, of McIntyre's like, he just didn't really get going the way that he probably should have. But I still think that he can be a, a great champion in the future. I, I really do. I am a Punk fan. Punk is my favorite wrestler of all time. I don't think Punk wins. I, just from the fact that I really, really, really want to see a rematch between, you know, Hangman and, and Omega. I think we need to end that story completely uh, and, and have some big type blow off match. Uh, that would but yeah, man. I, li- I like I've, I've enjoyed Hangman's run, but it definitely hasn't been the best of the AEW champions so far. Moving on, we had Scorpio Sky defeat Sammy Kavara to become the two-time TNT champion. Uh, seems like to me lately uh, the TNT title has been hot potato. Gage, what do you think is going on here? Um, Honestly, I don't mind the hot potato thing with like, especially like a mid-card title. Obviously, you're going to want somebody to have, like, a nice long run. But Scorpio Sky and Sammy Guevara, I don't see, like, in that position of having a long run. They're kind of small. You know, if, if you give the title to, like, Marco or Lance Archer, have them be, like, you know, dominant, that makes sense. But, like, you know, they're putting on good matches. The latter match had some really good spots. It also had a really bad spot. Yeah. Let's let's let me let me yeah. dive into that real quick. I mean, Sammy Guevara almost killed himself on live TV. I you know, I, I don't know if I've seen enough wrestling moves, you know, in my life to where not a lot of stuff surprises me, but there's some stuff that just doesn't need to be attempted. You know, whether whether Scorpio wasn't there, you know, to catch him, you know, whether Sammy missed time to jump or, or over calculated you know whatever like i just don't think that that move needed to be done and it really really could have led to something that we would be having a very different show you know today sammy Guevara to me is falling off a little bit oh yeah he's the ultimate heel yeah but he's 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 playing off a heel which is fine he works good heel work especially like when he was in the inner circle, when he was first coming into that, he was working really good heel. But, like, he's he's trying, like you're saying, he's trying to do all these crazy spots that, you know, he's 
getting really, really dangerous. He wants. I get to... it. Like he's cuckoo and all that. Like he does this all the time. Yeah, whatever. But like, dude, don't put your life on the line for a, you know, you don't need for, for that for a pop that he really didn't even get. Like he did not get a big pop for that move. So it just didn't, every, didn't every, seem I think everybody was kind of like more concerned. Like, is he okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it just it just didn't it just didn't seem necessary. That pretty much wraps up the AEW portion of our show. Uh, but really quick, those of you guys that are joining us, uh, thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, we have a couple comments here. Um, Jade Cargill is horrible. Listen, Dave. Um, she is. I think you uh, spelled Charlotte wrong. I think I think Jade is great until the bell rings. Um, and I have seen little shades of improvement. So it's just one of those things we got to give time, but she does have star written all over her. Yeah. Um, she could very well fit the WWE mold a little bit better as far as in-ring uh, performance and capabilities than um, as opposed to uh, the current ring style of AEW. Uh, we have another comment here. Uh, you guys spoke of Roman versus Rock. Um, yeah, we believe that is absolutely happening at WrestleMania 39 live from LA, where uh, we will be hanging out with Chris Van Vliet yes. that weekend. Um, but anyhow, uh, what's the greatest WrestleMania main event that ever happens? Oh, it's just uh, never happened, it never happened. That, that, that never happened. Okay, uh, I say HBK versus Daniel Bryan, HBK versus Eddie Guerrero. Uh the greatest main event that never happens. Well, I mean, uh, we I almost mean, Cena versus the Undertaker. I mean, we come almost on. didn't get that. I mean, um, yeah, we didn't get that. Um, That's my pick. It always will be. Uh, or Cena, Rock, Punk. I would have loved to have seen that. I would have loved to have seen that. Mm, yeah, Gage. What do you think? Like, what's a I, what's a what's a main event? I mean, I, I could probably think of a few. Um, but what, what do you think? <laughs> Um, no, uh, I know, I know that at one point, I think instead of, or rock, well, hold on, run that by me again. I said, I think instead of punk or around, instead of rock around that time for like challenges for Undertaker, I think Jericho was supposed to wrestle Undertaker at one point. Ooh. I have heard. I think Jericho versus Undertaker streak match would be really, really good. So I think that's probably a good option for me. I feel like Jericho I was... versus uh, Owens at 33 was the proposed main event. I oh. think that would have been a really good one, too. Yeah. I, I for know. The, for uh, the WWE title. I think that's what the plan was. When uh, Daniel Bryan challenged Roman at Fastlane for the who's going to wrestle Brock. Yeah, yeah. Ryan versus Brock at Mania 31 could have been a great main event. Ah, oh, that would have been fantastic, especially seeing their uh, Survivor Series match. I think those are some good options. Can't always, always can't forget about uh, Hogan and Flair Mania 8. Change that one up on us. Yeah, I think that's just because it wasn't uh, getting over uh, on oh, the house for some reason. I don't believe. I don't believe that. I don't know. Uh, Egos could have gotten involved in that too, for sure. Um, uh, how about Cena versus Hogan? Uh, do you do you really want to see listen, that? Listen, did you, I, 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 did I you ever the, really uh, want to see that? No, I, I totally get that, but if we if we got would have gotten like maybe 2006, 2007 Cena against Hogan, 
Uh, uh, not, I can't. Not after that. That awful Shawn Michaels match at SummerSlam. Listen, just to see the two in the same ring um, across I mean, the it, from each other yeah. would have been a moment right there for sure. Now that no would have been about it. that would have been a hell because of a we got Rock Hogan and yeah. that wasn't the best well wrestled match, but the fans were eating it up because you had the two biggest stars. Yeah, right and, and I think I think that would have been a hell of a run for Hogan because we would have gone from SummerSlam 05 versus HBK Mania the next year versus uh versus Cena at 22, and then you get SummerSlam 06 versus Randy Orton. I mean, that's three of the the best stars in the business right there. And and yeah, as much as I don't, you know, looking at it now, there, there's no way I would have wanted to actually have seen that match. Maybe, but. You know that that would have been a, a a heck of a run, and like you said, that would have had a a monstrous pop. I mean, that's that's right when Cena is, uh, you know, he's getting into going into you know one night stand you know, a few months after WrestleMania. So yeah, that would be a that'd be an interesting little matchup there. So moving on, we really got to move on. Uh, we have uh, we're going to talk a little bit of WWE and uh, just uh, uh, just briefly discuss about what we've seen this week. Um, we had a Monday Night Raw, uh, and we'll talk. We'll talk more uh, in depth about Randy Orton, maybe even on the next podcast of uh, episode eighty nine. We'll see how that looks like. Uh, but uh, we had a Randy Orton Appreciation Night twenty years in Crazy. the business, and uh, I remember Randy Orton's uh, career from the beginning. Uh, yeah, being in uh, Nassau Coliseum and wrestling the dark matches with his uh, blue and yellow striped shorts. And like, I, I, I knew his, and he used to do like this or whatever, like lift up his arm and be like, yeah, something like that. I don't Um, know. It looks different when I'm doing it with the phone, you know, down, (laughs) but, but what a career Randy Orton's had. He's had some great moments, uh, great feuds with the likes of Undertaker, Mick Foley, John Cena, after you forget triple H, uh, in 2004, uh, and then WrestleMania 25. Um, so a lot of great memories. Uh, he's been in numerous tag teams with uh, Rated RKO, uh, RK Bro. Um, so he, he's done a lot. I, I love Legacy. Can't can not show can't out Legacy. Legacy. Uh, and Evolution, obviously. And Evolution, for sure. Evolution is really what helped propel him. Yeah. Um, you know, with being uh, paired up with Ric Flair and uh, Triple H, the veterans, Batista, uh, being uh, the, also the other new guy that propelled his career too as well. Uh, so great career with uh, Randy Orton. We see the opening segment uh, with Randy being celebrated by Riddle with all the superstars around the ring, basically breaking kayfabe on TV, which I thought was pretty funny. You know, you see Veer giving a fist pound to Randy and Miz smiling. You know, it's like a quick sidebar. But if you follow Veer on Twitter, it is one of the funniest things ever. He is, I, I, he is he so seems, stupid. He seems like he's a pretty good guy in real he's, life. He, like, yeah, but he, like he's just thing. so funny. I, I, I recommend following him. Um, but uh, yeah, so what a career Randy Orton's had. And yeah, we see the in ring celebration with uh, Matt Riddle uh, and uh, being joined by the wrestlers with Seth Rollins sitting down aside. And then you see. Uh, Kevin Owens uh, interrupt. Seth Rollins first interrupted, uh, and then uh, we got um, who 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 came out? Uh, Ezekiel, uh, Cody Rhodes. Uh, Cody Rhodes came out. Uh, you know, I love the Ezekiel. Honoring each other with Randy Orton. And that's when Seth Rollins interrupts 
And then this basically leads to uh, a breakdown of uh, a main event, a match made out of it, uh, where we got Cody Rhodes, Ezekiel, and RK Bro versus the Usos, Owens, and Rollins. Um, so this is like a dual layer, uh, so to speak. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about it in just a few minutes uh, if we got the time. Um, but, um, you know, we see Randy Orton in celebration, but the Usos are being integrated with the unified uh, tag team titles. And I don't know if you guys watch SmackDown. They better not dare. They better not dare change the match for um, next week and make it a six-man with Drew. Uh, it is. It's confirmed. With... It's confirmed. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's going to be good, man. Why it's going to be good. It's going to be good. No, it's not. I, they need I to, need to unify good. the tag titles. It should be winner off. I think that's what it is. No, it's not. That's not confirmed. They've been putting steam and hyping up unified tag titles, and all of a sudden they're changing their minds and doing a six-man? Are they kidding me? That contract never got signed, Wayne. That's stupid, though. No, it's great. I love it. Those tag titles need to be unified. There's no division. I love it. You can't have two tag titles. It's not working. Yeah, but it's, it's okay. I'm looking at it from the fact that I'm looking at it from the fact that did you expect this? Did you expect them to do that match? No, I like I like the surprise. No, I, I wasn't. Well, as it was unfolding, yeah, but uh, it sh- they they've been building. Yeah, with, uh, I, get, I, I, I get that. It, I, I just I just think that again it goes to that the, the Cardiff show. I think you can hold off Drew versus Roman for that, and that's when when you get Drew the title. I think that's why they're doing it. This protects this protects Drew for that sense because he's going to eat the pin. I mean, let's let's just be honest. Like Roman? No, not Roman. No, Drew. Drew or yeah. RK Bro is not winning that match. There's no way. Who? Yeah, you have Roman winning that match. Roman and the Usos are winning that match. I'm gonna say probably dumb yeah. by some nefarious ways. Drew takes the pin. Well, and then he wins the title at, at Cardiff. If it's a six, if it's a six-man tag, I, I, you can get away with maybe Roman and Usos losing, but I don't expect it. But no, I don't. Anyway, I don't see it. No. This, this is this is ridiculous. I, I'm not a happy camper right now. I'm excited. What episode we're on? I'm not. There's nothing excited about seeing a six-man tag. The titles need to be unified. Come on, They've it's six building. of the best. It's six of the best guys in the business. Listen, will they have a good match? Yes, but they need to. Um, unify this tag titles and move on from this brand split nonsense. Anyhow, uh, moving on, we see Be- uh, Bianca Belair um, yeah, get her uh, win against Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville challenging for the Raw Women's title, and uh, we see Sonya Deville get disqualified, uh, and then she restarts the match. Counted out, then she restarts the match uh, using her power um, to, to play into her uh, storyline. And uh, but then we see Bianca Belair finally get the win. She retained her title. But then we get Becky Lynch coming out on Raw, saying that she is going to get her title back. That uh, she is going to win and never lose that title again. And uh, she's kind of like a little bit of a character change, you know, kind of like Seth Rollins ish a little bit. Um, but which anyhow, great. which is great. Yeah. Anyhow, um, and uh, then she gets interrupted by the return of Oscar Gage. How did you feel about the return of Oscar? Very, very good. We need more women in the division. Very, very good. 
Oscar's very, very good. I haven't seen her in a while. I'm excited for it. Her, Lacey Evans, you know, having bringing people back, the women's division needs to be bigger. I can agree with that. Sorry, I'm eating some Tums right now. My Tommy's tummy's hurting a little bit. Damian Priest defeats Finn Balor and and uh, pretty much dominated uh, the uh, front and the back half of this match. Uh, my favorite spot, Damian Priest doing like a razor's edge to oh, yeah. Finn Balor onto the uh, ring apron from the outside. So that was a pretty uh, interesting move there. Uh, we see Damian Priest get the win, uh, and then as he's on the way back, uh, we see uh, Damian Priest kneeling to edge and kind of, um, you know, playing into the whole storyline. Um, God, I love this storyline. Yeah. It's so good. Let me see. It's WWE so has been doing some really good storytelling. And and we now know the name of the, the, the stable. It sadly is not the judgment blue line. It's not the blue line. It is Judgment Day. <laughs> but let me tell you, though, the edge of this stable has so much potential, man. And that theme song, dude, is is a bop. It, it is a bop. Oh, yeah. yes. Isn't by isn't it by the it's same, by the same people? Yeah, bridge, it's right? Alter, Alter I, I Bridge. Noticed, I noticed that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, dude. Um, Mustafa Ali. Uh, we see Mustafa Ali interrupt the Miz, uh, challenging. Uh, so uh, Mustafa Ali uh, challenges Theory for the U.S. title. Uh, a Town Down. Yeah, and then uh, Miz, we see Miz and uh, Mustafa Ali uh, kind of get into it, and uh, then that leads to a match with Mustafa Ali, the right person won here, uh, gets the win as Mustafa Ali is um, headed towards, uh, you know, backstage up the ramp. We see him attacked by Tommaso Ciampa, yes. who seemingly is going to be a heel. Um, can you guys both agree that Tommaso Ciampa is probably going to uh, join Edge's stable? Do you think it's headed that way? Yeah, I, th- I called that, man. I called that. I'm, I'm telling you, I think it, it's good, and I think it's a good uh, a good first feed for, for Mustafa, too, to come back to. For sure, and, uh, and that would be a great match. And Gage, um, we also noticed uh, – I didn't have this in my notes, so we'll talk about it anyway – uh, Rhea Ripley turning heel last week, um, and uh, rumors have been flying around that she could be a potential join in Edge's stable. Do we see that happening too? I, I think it's a great idea. Like having, having those four people, Damian Priest, Johnson, with Edge. I think that that's his, that's his money all over it. Have everybody hold the title. Have that would make Tommy so happy. That would be really, really it would. It really would. Uh, I would love that, and it's and and it's real quick. Sorry, it's 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 Edge as a veteran, like one of the best of all time, taking on three young people, like three young stars that really have, you know, a lot of potential. Moving on to SmackDown, we got about five minutes left. Uh, we see the contract sign of the Us- Usos versus RK Bro. Um, we know that how that went down. Contract signings never end peacefully, that's for sure. Uh, so we see uh, the brawling of the Usos and uh, RK Bro. RK Bro getting the best of the Usos. And out comes Roman Reigns last night down the ramp on SmackDown. And um, RK Bro being distracted in enough time for uh, Usos to recuperate and attack RK Bro. Uh, we see uh, Roman Reigns get in the ring. Um, and just beating the daylights out of Riddle and Orton. And then out comes Drew McIntyre 
uh, seemingly uh, setting up a six-man tag uh, program, which uh, you guys said it was confirmed for next week. Yes, for backlash. Oh uh, my goodness! WrestleMania backlash. WrestleMania backlash. So there's so there's no title on the line at backlash. That's great. That's good booking right there. Um, but uh, they see. Uh, uh, l- uh, listen, I haven't really noticed. I haven't really complained about WWE booking lately. It's been <laughs> it's been pretty, pretty good solid for it's a couple weeks. Uh, yeah. You know, with the storytelling of uh, Edge. And that development of Judgment Day um, with uh, Ezekiel, which I think is a pretty funny storyline. Uh, we know the payoff of that is they're probably going to try to pull off Elias and Ezekiel. Or does Ezekiel really have a true mother in real life? I don't know. No, dude. We're going to get the uh, the Cactus Jackal promo where they'll be talking to each other. I think that'd be uh, great. Yes, I, what a great, what a great that, callback that would be. That is gonna, yeah, you gotta, that you gotta believe that's gonna happen. So that was the big thing on SmackDown, and then uh, we had the main events, the Beat the Clock Challenge, uh, Ronda Rousey uh, going against Shotzi, and the other match was uh, Charlotte against Aaliyah, um, and uh, the Beat the Clock Challenge. So uh, Rousey beat Shotzi in one minute, forty-one seconds. So that means Charlotte has a minute 41 seconds to beat Aaliyah. Um, and if that happens, then um, that um, Charlotte would lose if uh, she can't beat uh, Ronda Rousey within a minute yeah, I don't even, 41 really seconds. Even a, so Aaliyah survives. Aaliyah survives. There was really no stipulation there. Um, Aaliyah survives, so that means Ronda Rousey beat her opponent quicker than Charlotte was able to. So Ronda Rousey wins the match. That being said, a little convoluted, but I understood what was going on. Um, this is just uh, a program of one upmanship right now, leading to their match to next week, uh, which will be uh, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte in. Uh, what is it? Uh, submission, submission match. No, it's I quit. Right. That's why they did it. I, I just did. I just did. Submission match. No, it's not. I quit. No, no, you're right. You're right. I quit. I just didn't understand the point of like having yeah. this. Like, what did anybody get anything from winning the the, the beat the clock challenge? Like, I. I well, I don't it's really just see Wanda Rousey kind of stands tall a little bit because she won her match in a minute forty. Yeah, but she's already she's already going to win. She's already going to win the title. You think that's happening? It has to. It has to. There's no reason for them bringing her back. Don't like Charlotte. No, that that. It, it, uh, I, yes, I don't. Here's the but thing. I I, it, I think Tommy's saying this because he doesn't like Charlotte. Um, the I Quit match. What is not a submission match? So if it was submission only, I would say Ronda Rousey will definitely be winning. Um. But an I quit match can happen in so many different ways. You're going to let a former UFC. It opens up the options of Ronda Rousey to use weapons and beat the daylight out of her until yeah. Ronda has enough. So if it were like submission only, I would say, yeah, uh, Ronda Rousey should win. Uh, you, you can't have Charlotte tap out Ronda Rousey. That just would not be believable. In real you life. Can't, are you going to have a, a former I, UFC Hall of Famer lose? In an I quit match, when there's more options available to you um, to win, I think that plays into Charlotte having a possibility of winning. Although, Ronda Rousey should win. And I I would just get that title off of Charlotte right now and just let it go away for a couple months. Don't be surprised if Charlotte wins. 
but don't be surprised if Charlotte wins. Nope, I fully disagree. There's there's no way a UFC Hall of Famer loses an I quit match. I, I will I will go to my grave thinking that, and if WWE does that, then well, Tommy's going to have his own the burial. I quit match can end in so many different ways. It can, it can end in um, Ronda Rousey being to... tied up and uh, Charlotte just banging uh, Ronda Rousey with the kendo stick over and over and over and yeah, over and it's, over until it's... Ronda quits. It can happen just... just like that, and it would be believable. I I just I strongly disagree, but hey. I, I mean, I again, I don't want that to happen, but I can yeah. see that happening because I see the stipulation there. I see that uh, there's a way that Charlotte can win, even though she shouldn't. But I see that there's a way that Charlotte could win, and it's kind of believable. But um, guys, this wraps up uh, episode 88, our two-year anniversary episode. We are in the beginning of season three, yes. year three. We got a big year coming up. Um, we have a, a couple different projects uh, that I'm working on. Personally, uh, I'm not sure if they're going to come to fruition just yet. But eventually they will, and when it happens, I will definitely uh, rest assured uh, talk about it. But be on the lookout, uh, prowrestlingtees.com. We have opened up our store. Um, yes. Everything has been submitted. No um, stables, more tables. That <clears throat> is the next T-shirt. But we will be ha- – right now we have a um, a T-shirt that works with the Aftermath logo uh, for a T-shirt. Um and uh, basically, uh, all proceeds are going to go specifically to the needs of the Pro Wrestling Podcast. If Tommy needs a microphone, and we, we got the funds here, he gets a microphone. If, if Gabe Woo! needs something for his podcast, he gets something for his podcast. If it makes sense, we get it. We're so throwing it out like Oprah, man. You where, get one, you get something, get it out of here. That's where the funds will go to, strictly to the needs of the podcast. Uh, and me and Tommy will both um, oversee all of that. Um, but uh, anyhow, um, so that that is coming. That is absolutely coming. Be on the lookout. That link uh, for you to uh, buy a shirt and support us could uh, very well be available as early as later next week. So be on the lookout. I already have at least... Um, like 10 people that I know that are ready to pull the trigger. Um, Ooh, like so, that. Yeah. So um, it's going to be good. Uh, I can't wait till uh, we announce it um, and uh, get it going. So that'll be on pro wrestling tees. That is one of our big announcements. Everything else is kind of in the works right now. Um, it, it has been an awesome two years in the last two months alone. We, uh, we've gained over a hundred subscribers um so and it, it, it took us a year and a half a year and three quarters to get our first 130 and then the last two months another another 120 um it's a constant so it, grind man it, it is growing and we uh thank you guys so much for uh being a part of that i mean if you guys uh, look back from episode one to 88 um you can you can obviously tell uh the growth of the show uh for yeah. sure very very noticeable the things we've done uh, segueing from deep six pro wrestling podcast to aftermath pro wrestling podcast which i thought was a great move on our part um and uh yeah it's just been an exciting run year two was uh a little crazy um but 
Year three is going to be even crazier, and I can't wait. I will be at Double or Nothing. Um, so you know social media would be on blast for that. Oh, Tommy's yeah. probably going to be at Forbidden Door. Um, I'll be so, at the UK show WWE in September. Um, so you know that's happening. Um, so uh, we we we're 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 we're, we're making moves here, and uh, I'm just make excited. It. To, moves. Tommy, excited to have you a part of that engage as well. And uh, we can't forget about Joe. And uh, thankful for uh, Randy and Frank Manzo that have helped us along the way in year two. Tommy, your friend. Uh, uh, My man, Justin. I think I think the two of them were on uh, at least Justin once and Noah, year. yeah, they both came on it. Yeah, at, they both came on it uh, during the calendar year last year. So, um, you know, helping uh, Tommy and helping the show move along. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we have some big things coming up and uh, just excited to uh, see where this is going to go. Um, but, uh, anyway, we are out of time. That wraps up our two-year anniversary show. That wraps up episode 88. We will be back with you next week for episode 89, which then we will be 11 episodes away from From 100. 100. And and we'll be announcing that uh, soon. Um, I would uh, hope. Uh, as soon as we hear more about what we're doing for that show, we will let you guys know. Yeah. But Tommy, thank you once again. Gage, thank you once again. This wraps up two years, and I am ready to get the third year started. Let's go, guys. Let's get it, man. Let's get it. Glad to be a part of it. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Gilly from the champion. Uh-oh. Oh!